So sometimes science and technology in the name of progress removes us from the natural world. When things are made too easy, we're often less grounded, more out of touch, maybe even lose touch of our purpose on Earth. This time each month is a prime example. This Shabbat, as Rabbi Steele introduced, is Rosh Chodesh Elul, the new month of Elul. Uh, of course, we know that it begins tomorrow evening uh, because our calendars tell us it's so. But our ancestors did not have the convenience of the good people at Sinai Mortuary dropping off Jewish calendars at shuls around the city. Before, before the science that led to precise calendars, our ancestors never missed the fact when it was a new moon. A colleague at Holy Blossom in Toronto, Rabbi Yael Splansky, beautifully narrates the process in the ancient Near Eastern world of proclaiming the new moon. The high court in Jerusalem would receive testimonies of witnesses who claimed to have cited the molad, the birth of the moon, its first sliver of light. Questions about its shape and location would be investigated. And when the court was satisfied with the evidence, it was declared and sanctified as the new moon. The head of the court would call out, Mikudash, the new moon is consecrated. And the people assembled in the temple court would respond not once but twice, Mikudash, Mikudash, it's consecrated, it's consecrated. The shofar would be blown and the festivities of sacrifice and feasting would begin. A bonfire would be lit as a beacon atop Israel's Mount of Olives. If you've never been there before and you're curious, May 27th to June 7th this year, you've got an opportunity to travel with Nancy and me and a wonderful group from Solal, um, unabashed plug for, for Israel. At any rate, um, from hilltop to hilltop, in concentric circles, radiating out across the land of Israel and into parts of the diaspora outside of Israel, bonfires would be lit to signal the beginning of the new month. The new moon for our ancestors was far more than flipping another page or opening up our computers to a new month. The visceral experience of witnessing the arrival of the new moon has been, you'll forgive me, eclipsed by the ease of the Hebrew calendar, drawing on what we consider ho-hum basic astronomy today. Rosh Chodesh, the new moon, thanks in large part to Jewish women, has been reclaimed as a deeply 
spiritual ritual of renewal. It's interesting to think about the choices our ancestors made in a ritual around the moon. My inclination, if I were going to create a moon ritual, would be to wait for a full moon. You know when, you know, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. The band's not standing up for that one? So I couldn't help myself. Yet, it would have been a more obvious choice for our ancestors. As long as the sky was clear, the pregnant moon would shine brightly in the sky, illuminating the earth below. Yet Judaism, time and time again, proves to be beautifully counterintuitive and countercultural. Instead of choosing the time when the moon is the largest and the sky the brightest, we went the other direction. We chose a ritual at the time when the moon was barely perceptible and the sky the darkest. Why, you might ask? Well, one answer, as Rabbi Splansky offers, when the first silver, when the first sliver of light is noticeable to the human eye, fears are replaced by newfound hope. This is a moment worthy of celebration. This is the moment when potential, within and without, is revealed and must be sanctified. Counterintuitively, I would add, it's when, it's when the sky is the darkest, the time of the new moon, when we can see the stars and the galaxies most clearly. The universe partners with us on Rosh Chodesh to help us see more clearly in darkness. The rabbis choose the month of Elul to help magnify our ability to see. In this case, we turn our gaze not into the infinity of the night sky, rather the depths of our own souls. This is what Rabbi Steele, cantorial soloist Herzog, and I are offering, inviting this spirit of Elul to explore the month leading up to the new year. Each week will be a new theme, starting tomorrow night, and you actually received it today. The first week will focus on the place of preparation, the place of preparation in our lives. Instead of fixing our eyes on the destination, which comes naturally to us, Judaism wants us to embrace the journey. The second week will focus on waking up, the sound of the shofar traditionally blown each morning during the month of Elul, is meant to stir our souls, to shake us out of our slumber. So many of us sleep walking through life. The third week will focus on teshuva, 
the Hebrew word for return. It is meant for us to realign our center, our core, our relationships, beginning with ourselves. As the modern world removes us from nature, so does it remove us from ourselves. As it's uh, in the fourth week, we'll invite you to do what's called a cheshbon nefesh, an accounting of our souls. What is it we wish to cast away that does not serve us well? What is it or who is it to which we want to grow closer? As the month progresses, of course, the moon waxes, light increases. The natural world is rooting us on for us to be on the lookout for new light, for the potential to grow. Like the moon, our inner life waxes and wanes, and there is solace in that. We, too, follow the patterns of the natural world in human ways. If we only had the confidence in ourselves as reliable as the phases of the moon, sanctifying the new moon is a ritual of hope. As night turns into day, so too does that barely perceptible, vulnerable sliver of a moon claim its place shining in the sky. Light, of course, does not really emanate from the moon. The moon's superpower comes from its ability to reflect light. The moon's splendor is revealed by how well it reflects the sun's light. So it is with us as individuals, Jews, members of the human race, interconnected with all of creation. Our light emanates from Torah and the wisdom of the world. Our light reflects kindness of others and the glory of the natural world. Or, as Temple Solel's beloved member, Farrell Sachs, laid to rest today, would say, we teach people how to treat us. Our light reflects the spark of divinity in each of our souls. So it's, it's a tradition to begin the month of Elul with the sounding of the shofar. But out of respect for the new moon, which does not reveal itself until tomorrow night, we will not prematurely blow the shofar. But Jewish tradition has no prohibition against taking a special trip, perhaps flying us to the moon. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter 